0: Hi and welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Jana Eggers. She is a CEO of NaraLogics, and she's going to talk to us about AI. This is Technotopia. Welcome back to Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. Today we have Jenna Eggers, she's CEO of Neurologix. She's really into artificial intelligence and making data smart. So, Jenna, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing over at Neurologix and maybe a little bit about your background as well.
1: Of course. So, at Neurologics, we focus on the problem of recommendations. So, uh, artificial intelligence has been used a lot in the space for image recognition, natural language processing, audio recognition, things like that. We're focused on, we we call that the perception layer uh, of AI. We're focused on the cognitive layer. So how do you make decisions? And specifically we do that in a recommendations focused way. So what are all the signals that we can take in from that perception layer, for example, and then uh, bring that together to recommend different actions to take. So we have clients that are working on things like hey, looking around my system. Where are the problems that are occurring that I should pay attention to, like in supply chains? So, we have uh, pharma and CPG companies that are using us on the supply chain side. We, of course, have e commerce folks that are using us uh, on the product recommendation side. People are very mm-hmm. used to that. So, that's the I- anything where you have lots of data coming in, you have a context that you want to uh, respond to, that's where we can find the signal and across the noise to make recommendations.
0: Okay, so it's, uh, so I need to order more widgets or it's something uh, a little more I – don't, I don't want to say human, but what's, what are the, what are the, what's the signals that you get out of this data?
1: Right, so it can be, hey, something's gone wrong in the supply chain here, but is that something I need to pay attention to now? And so what we're looking at is the overall context of, of the thing that happened, whether it's, you know, we missed a delivery deadline on this – well, sometimes that's fine, and sometimes it's not. And and looking around to not only what has happened in the past when delivery date like that was missed, but also the context of everything else that's happening within the network, does it make sense that this is a problem that I need to pay attention to or not? So um, we we uh, can make recommendations like, hey, order more of this widget. But we're typically dealing with a bit more of a complex, uh, a more complex environment. That um, in the past is either either driven by um, expert systems, so people that have gone in and tried to code everything that could go wrong <laughs> and make mm-hmm. recommendations from that, um, or it's being driven by segmentation saying, well, the bulk of our problems happen when a delivery deadline like this is, is missed. So therefore, we're going to react to all delivery deadlines that are missed like this. So and that, that's what happens a lot with, uh, with retail recommendations, for example, is a lot of times they're driven by segmentation or collaborative filtering, which is in reality just another way of segmenting users.
0: Okay, very cool. So if we have this, um, what does it mean for, I guess, managers? Are they being replaced by this sort of thing? Does this augment them? And at what point do we flip over where the managers are all fired and the robots uh, herd them into into pens where they're going to be eaten?
1: Um, I don't think (laughs) we're going in that direction. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what we're uh, so, talking about. So
1: it's a no, but it's a great question, and trust me, I get it all the time. I have I have a slide in one of the presentations that I do that you know it's a picture of the Terminator it's
0: going to be okay, and,
1: and I say you know hey, this is what my friends think I do every day, but what I really do, and it's a picture of a baby doll with a little Terminator uh, goggle on, and I'm like, we're in our infancy, guys, and. And in reality, it's not really even heading that way. So you asked a specific question about, hey, with this, does that mean the managers are replaced? And actually, what we will say and what we've seen in practice is, no, the managers are amplified. So instead of spending time searching through 15 different databases to try and figure out if this one report is right, they actually get to sit there and and say, okay, so how do I react to this now? So there's a lot less of the, of, the, um, uh, of the boring work, the rote work, things that computers yep. are good at, looking through lots of different data, and a lot more of, okay, well, now I know my actual situation. What do I do about it? And there was a, a, a great quote from, I can't remember who it was now, but it, it was one of the company um, CEOs. And he said, you know, what was remarkable to him is they spent they, they would come in with management reports that were about 100 pages long. And he said what was remarkable to him is they would spend most of their three hour meeting, like 95 percent of their three hour meeting, discussing just the data in those reports and like the other five percent discussing what to do about it. And so okay. we're that's our real goal is to flip that and people aren't going back and discussing, well, where did this data come from, and what was that, and tracking that back, that that's all much more transparent, and, and the computer is telling you, hey, hey, look at this, and here are the reasons why to look at this. The second one to look at and here are the reasons why for that. And so it's really um, amplifying the human's ability, which is, okay, now that I know the situation, what do I do about it, rather than the human's, non-ability to search through a lot or board ability to search through a lot of database. And that doesn't just apply, you know, I've been using one kind of consistent example. Another example is, um, for account managers. So a lot of account managers, a lead comes in, you know, they look at their five things, which they believe qualifies a lead. What they don't realize is that actually for this company, you know, you don't want the CTO calling, you want this, uh, you know, it, it senior engineer because that's the person that really has an impact. And so, so it's weighing in a lot of different um, uh, signals that actually help you respond better and make that, make that salesperson, you know, spending more of their time actually selling rather than spending their time trying to research and figure out and, and understand all the different signals that are coming in.
0: So you're coming at this from a helpful AI. So they we, we're, we're, we're arm in arm walking down the beach with these, with these robots that are going to help us out, right?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. everybody, it's so funny because again, in another presentation that I do, I do searches on AI and what comes up as a personification. And what people algorithms that are AI are really doing a lot in our lives today. And they're not personified as robots, right? They're actually just the computer or they're our phone. My phone's telling me this, right? I don't I don't finish one of my runs until my Garmin tells me it's time to go home. And my husband laughs at me for that because I'll run past my house. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, she miscalculated her run, right?
0: <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's actually a really interesting thing because I, I wear my Apple watch and I and I ignore it. Uh, when I yesterday I would at eighty seven percent of my run, and I'm like I'm close to home, so I better I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow this little guy here.
1: See, see, you're better at not letting it control you than I am. I'm like I gotta be at a hundred percent. Interesting, but, but in reality, that's where most of us are. You know, we we do have these algorithms that are having a big impact in our life, and it's not the robot. So, so I what I say is. You know, remember that robots are extroverts, but algorithms are introverts, and and that's where we need to get more people involved in understanding what's really happening in AI, because that most of the AI that's going to impact them is more going to be the algorithms than the actual robots.
0: Okay, so will so I, oh so interesting. So you're saying that the the user experience or the user. I'm not sure which it is. I guess UI is the is the robot, is the extrovert, or is, I guess, the AI, you could say. It's up front, and it's like it's like a Siri sort of situation where the language processing is far more important than the guts of the whole thing. To be able to understand us, to be able to communicate with us is, is massively important on that front, whereas the algorithm in the back end that turns on and off our lights or tells us that we've run too far or we haven't run enough... That's another part of the. I guess that's a right brain, left brain dichotomy. I guess in this space.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a good way of thinking about it. And I think we need to, you know, and we spend a lot of time thinking about about the the former, and I don't think enough time thinking about the latter. And and so that's one of the points of awareness that we're working to bring up is people to understand they're not always going to realize and AI is doing a lot of this now and we need to, we need more people involved. We need not just, again, you asked my background. I didn't answer that. Sorry, but I'm a mathematician computer scientist, um, by, by training and and work experience. And, um, you know, that's where I come from and I understand these algorithms and I get what's happening. And, you know, when, when my computer does tell me to do something, I, I, I know, A lot of times the algorithms that are happening behind it or can easily find out, but most people don't. And we need more people involved in AI thinking about um, not just that, but we do need, we need more product managers involved. AI has been much more in the research area. And I think that's changing as people become more dependent on it. We need people, you mentioned UX and UI. We need people thinking about how should these interactions be more transparent so that the computer, as you brought up earlier, deciding but the computer is giving you feedback hey I, there are these a few different ways of doing this which one fits you now um so it's again amplifying the human rather than just deciding or or corralling us as you brought up
0: sure um,
1: and and we need ethicists involved we need to understand i mean this has been brought up with with driverless cars you know how, how You know, the driver, the human driver is going to be much more um, prone to saving their own lives to the life of, you know, a bus of 25 kids. Whereas a computer can make a different decision and which one's right. It doesn't know and understand self-preservation. And I I think that's where some people get confused because we humanize the robots. That doesn't mean they've been built with the same... um, cognition that we have and with the, with the same attitudes towards self-preservation. There, there's been nothing really done for the robots to say, well, optimally, I'm going to preserve myself, which actually we as humans have.
0: Okay, so this is a question that I've been actually pondering. What, if we actually reach true AI, and the definition of true AI is, uh, is fairly up in the air right now, if we actually reach that, will we even know that it's happened? Will we even know that there's a that there's an intelligence other than us uh, that exists? I guess a corollary: what happens when the Earth, uh, all of our collective brain power, becomes an artificial intelligence that is more of a hive mind as opposed to as opposed to something manufactured by us?
1: Yeah, I, I think that you know, in the in the former sense, you're talking about what super intelligence, right? Intelligence that continues to improve itself um, and grow because intelligence is defined by the ability to learn, right? It, it's defined by the ability to continue to improve its own intelligence. Um, it's, it's a little cyclical in that, but um, so the question is, will we know when the computers can learn faster than we can? And I, I think some of us will, um, uh, and and so I do think that we'll understand that. I also think it's a really long way off, and, and the question is going to be, it then becomes one of those things, like I said, okay, the computer can learn better, but, you know, what does that mean for things like, you um, Self-preservation. Does it does it have the ability to learn what that is? Are we just talking about knowledge, and does that then limit intelligence? So there's just so many dimensions to it. Um, You know, I'm not sure that that's something that I'm worried about. That said, it may be something that we worry about in 50 years because we've advanced to a stage that we can understand more what that even means, right? Okay. So I, I think it'll be evolutionary. I guess is my is my big point, and I don't think that it will take us by surprise. I think that it'll be more you know normal to us. Like oh yeah, of course it's progressed to that stage, but for it's so hard to comprehend um, that it's that it's hard to get there.
0: Interesting. So we're in a so <laughs> so it's more evolutionary. So it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a sudden thing where we're all gonna wake up tomorrow and and our phones are going to be talking to us
1: well you know think how crazy people thought it would be when they were back riding horses and someone said we're going to land a man on the moon yep right it's that kind of thing where we just we can't really comprehend it because we don't have there but by the time we had rockets and we could get up it it, it was much more attainable there
0: um so i guess the last question i always ask this what does the world look like in twenty years? What does your day look like? Um, who are we talking to? Robots, cyborgs, AI? Are we flying in our flying cars? Are we in Mars, etc.? I,
1: I, uh, I'm. I'll be very honest. I'm a uh, probably a practical or pragmatic real uh, optimist.
0: <laughs> okay. And
1: um, so, so I, I think that will look back and say, wow, how did we not see that coming um, it, 20 years ago? But by the time we get there, it's going to seem very normal. And I mm-hmm. do think that AI is going to be a regular part of our lives. I think there's going to be kind of a relief like, wow, computers are finally useful. Um, hmm. You know, they used to, I can't believe how frustrating computers used to be. And we put up with that. Why did we put up with that? And and, you know, computers are actually going to be pulling together things that are relevant to us, that make it easier for us, that we don't have to adjust to their clunky ways and uh, making things better. So I think that's going to have big impacts in our daily lives. But I also think it's going to be have big impacts in our in our culture and, and one culture of, of research. I'm really excited about what's happening um, in AI and robotics for um, things like pharma research, what's happening in uh, cancer research, but lots of other disease research. I think there's huge opportunities there. So it's not just going to impact our daily lives, which I think, again, is going to be great. We're going much more, in my opinion, seamless interaction with technology, but we're also going to be harnessing its power a lot more. I don't think that we're going to have you know robots as best friends sitting next to us. I don't think we're going to have a butler following us around. Um, I do think that that Butler is going to be more in our phone and helping us again in that way, but I don't think people are going to think about it as a Butler. I think they're going to be thinking about it as, well, of course my technology does that, doesn't yours. Hmm.
0: Okay. So the, the Butler idea, so we're not going to have a, we're not going to have a friend sitting next to us, but the, but the world will be, I mean, vibrantly different. I think, I think is what you're essentially saying.
1: Yes, that we're going to actually be helped by technology rather than having to shuffle through it um, you know, our, ourselves and find all the answers ourselves. I think the computers are going to be much better at, at understanding us. You brought that up, the ability mm-hmm. to understand and perceive and then actually to be able to react to what we actually need now.
0: Okay, beautiful. I like, I like that idea. I mean, I think a lot of the folks have, uh, are thinking more of hardware terms, but I think what you're saying is that there, there's going to be a whole new layer of thought that uh, is just laid over uh, the reality that which we live in. I mean, as it stands right now, we have little cubes in our, or rectangles in our pockets that give us extra brains, and you're saying that the brains are going to be everywhere and they're going to be massively intuitive.
1: Exactly.
0: All right, beautiful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about... Uh, where people can find some of your work, uh, your uh, talks, etc.
1: Sure. So if you go on to narologics.com,
0: um, Yes. Okay.
1: And um, almost all of our talks are on there. Um, so, you know, just uh, go in and um, on our blog, we usually feature. Um, talks as well as uh, on the news section so um, I, the latest one was at Strata so if you look at Strata Hadoop World um, I have one of the keynotes there if you search on my name there's usually a lot that pops up that are uh, funny musings mm-hmm. um, if you want uh, I'm actually leaving from here now to go over to the um, Thai Boston uh, Startup convention which is one of the bigger startups so uh conventions around in this area Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it looks like you're uh you're you're saying that there's not going to be a killer robot ai which i think is positive yes that's the way to go forward (laughs) all right exactly so So thanks for joining us on technotopia uh i'm john biggs this has been technotopia podcast about a better future thank you for joining us
1: thank you john